This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. your life, his, your portion that he has allotted for you. He allotted that portion from eternity past with you in mind. And do you understand that it's perfect for you? Perfect for you. That's one of the reasons that Jesus said, and I'm paraphrasing here, Jesus said, chill out. What are you worried about? Why do you focus on it so much? Why do you put so much time and energy and effort into it? The Father knows what you need. As a matter of fact, he said in Luke chapter 12, Don't you understand the Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom? Do you ever worry about your circumstances or what you've been given in this life? Sometimes it's easy to become discouraged by our problems. But Pastor Robert encourages us in today's message that Christ can be trusted. He'll take care of us and guide us, and He's given us a perfect portion of His kingdom. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Keep your life simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't focus on acquiring a lot of stuff. You know, your possessions will eventually possess you. That's true. Keep it simple. Nothing wrong with that. The problem is that, you know, the result of that, the focus, the emphasis of it was being happy. Being happy. You know, if you just keep your life simple, you'll be happy. You know, that's what most of us want. We just, you know, to have a, you know, a peaceful, calm life with pleasure and happiness. And, And the problem was that the Epicureans, they forgot about the part, the simplicity thing, keeping it, and and just began to focus on the pleasure and happiness part. And they concluded that the very purpose of their existence was pleasure, happiness. And you know what I thought about is I considered that, studying this passage, thinking about this group of philosophers that wanted to hear Paul out, this new thing that he's talking about, resurrection from the dead. That was a new thing. But I thought, you know, the United States of America has become a nation of Epicureans. And, you know, we, in our Bill of Rights, you know, we talk about the right to pursue life and liberty and happiness. We have a right to life. We have a, a right to live free. And we have a right to pursue happiness. And we do, absolutely. But listen to me carefully. It's not a mandate. Do you understand? You don't have to live for happiness. It's no guarantee. Do you realize how foreign that concept is in much of our world today? Many of you do because you've been there. And you know, man, we got it good here. We're spoiled. 
in so many parts of the world. The idea of living for pleasure and happiness, it's, it's completely out of the question. You know, I spent several months in Guatemala 20, some, 20 years ago. The kids that I interacted with up in the mountains in Guatemala, they were in school until they were about 11 or 12, and then that was it. Hopefully, they managed to learn to read and write and add and subtract, and then they had to go to work because the family needed them working. It's that way in much of the world. As a matter of fact, in much of the world, they don't get schooling to speak of. If they want to survive, they have to work. My father-in-law tells stories of being seven, eight years of age and having to fight for food, having to literally fight to hold on to the, the food you know, that he had because they were living in a displaced persons camp you know, in the Second World War, after the Second World War. And, and if you had a little bit of food, your peers were going to try to take it away from you. The older kids were going to try to take it away from you. And he said, if, if you wanted to eat that day, you had to fight for it. Survival. That much of our world. The idea of, you know, this somehow having a right to be happy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Let go of that. Realize you don't have a right to happiness. And that's not really a wise focus. It's just not. To be focused on pleasure, to be focused on, on happiness. You're never going to get there. You know, Solomon said some, some really, really wise things. If you just take the time to read the book, the Proverbs are loaded with stuff that will affect your day-to-day -day life. One of the things that he said is that you as a human being will never be satisfied. The eyes of man are never satisfied. If you're focused on pleasure, if you're focused on you know, achieving happiness for yourself, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because you're never going to get to a point where it's enough. You know, I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, if it's, I've heard it attributed to J.P. Morgan and Nelson Rockefeller, you know, how much money is enough? One more dollar. Just one more dollar. Our human appetites are never satisfied. The more you feed them, the bigger they get. That's why people start out, you know, with this, they'll have the, the dream of a particular car, you know, a Corvette. When I was a kid, you know, a teenager, that was it. That was it, a Corvette. You know, just, oh, man. Well, then somebody gets a little money, and they buy a vet, and, then, and they see somebody driving a Ferrari. Now the vet doesn't look so good. Next to the Ferrari, the vet's like, you know, or the Bentley. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's never enough. It's never enough. To let go of that. Don't be an Epicurean. Be a Christian. Follow Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to him. Let him give you what he has prepared for you. I love a, one of the statements that David makes in the Psalms at one point. And he's talking about the, in the ancient world, and today as well for that matter, you know, the, the boundary lines. You know, like a surveyor will, will string a line or draw a line on a property. And, you know, in, in those days, you know, your, your inheritance was basically land. 
and it was be partitioned off by your father, and, and this was your portion, you know, whatever. At one point in the Psalms, David writes, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. That's such a cool statement. You realize that God's inheritance for your life, his, your portion that he has allotted for you, he allotted that portion from eternity past with you in mind. And do you understand that it's perfect for you? Perfect for you. That's one of the reasons that Jesus said, and I'm paraphrasing here, Jesus said, chill out. What are you worried about? Why do you focus on it so much? Why do you put so much time and energy and effort into it? The Father knows what you need. As a matter of fact, he said in Luke chapter 12, don't you understand the Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom? The kingdom of God is yours in Christ Jesus. You are a joint heir with the Lord Jesus. You need to just receive what he has for you with gladness, with thanksgiving, and, and, and let it go. Going back to the text, though, wrapping it up here, the Bereans were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Now, what do you think of when you hear that? What do you think of when I say they received the word with readiness? Yeah, they were eager. They wanted to hear what he had to say. But you know what else comes to my mind with that? They were ready. They were ready. They they. They were prepared here and here to research it. They weren't gullible. They weren't just open to anything. They weren't like the Athenians. Neither were they skeptical like the people at Thessalonica. They were ready. They were ready. They had a relationship with the living God. No, they were not yet in Christ but they were ready for it because they had been walking. They'd been living up to the light that they'd been given. They had the word and they knew how to go to the word and they were ready. And when it was ministered to them, when Paul shared with them and he started talking to them about what Zechariah, what Isaiah had said about a suffering Messiah, man, they knew exactly where to find Zechariah. They knew exactly the passage he was referring to in Isaiah, and they went there and checked it out. They studied for themselves to find out, is what he is saying true? Is it true? Is it true? Now, as you think about your own life, where are you on that spectrum? Where are you? Are you chasing experiences? Are you completely indifferent? Or are you fair-minded, ready, searching the scriptures for yourself? Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.